Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Shortcomings. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am joined, obviously, by... My other host, Chris Lewis. Hello, Chris. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm great. All how moved in, new place. Oh, it's lovely. I'm thriving. I'm like looking out at the city. So now all the soundscapes will be my fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually when Barb comes back to me, she will probably make an, a guest appearance here and there. All right. Well, we, we love Barb the cat. Yeah, Not of course. Really. Barbara Streisand Bush. Is yeah. Name. Well, there hasn't been much uh, Sex in the City news. We've been watching them bop around the city. Nicole Ari Parker seems fully integrated. They're dropping kids off, but nothing huge really to talk about. Um, so I think we're just going to get into it. We're going to say right up top that Sam and I were texting, though, and we've got some different opinions on this one. Mm-hmm. We do. I personally really liked this episode. Chris, you struggled. And I thought we really continued just downward in some ways. Oh, okay. But it's not as bad as last week's. Disagree. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. Nothing could be as bad as last week. Okay. I was like, that's insane. That's a really trash opinion. Yeah. But let's get into uh, the episode synopsis. Carrie discovers mm-hmm. her own feelings about marriage when it's taken off the table. Charlotte becomes addicted to her own pet rabbit. Samantha explores settling for a turtle. And instead of a Miranda storyline, we get to know a little bit more about Stanford Blatch. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed so that. Th- so those are our kind of four storylines. Uh, we have an overarching theme of like, is it okay to settle in a relationship? And that's what's tying us all together. And what sets us into the monologue. Yes. Samantha and the turtle. But then again, I'm dating a man who will never get married. And Miranda is having a meaningful relationship with something that comes in a box from Japan. In a city of great expectations, is it time to settle for what you can get? Um, okay. What do you think of the, like, before we get into it? Yeah. I just kind of want to say, I don't really, at a certain point, view settling as this ultimately bad thing. Well, define settling. Because I feel like you lose, yes, at a certain point, you might not be getting everything you want. But if you create a list of fundamental things you need, if you're getting those, it's like not settling, really. I mean, there are some pretty extreme examples in this episode, but I feel like that's a word people throw around in your 20s and maybe I'm just getting older and I'm like, we're all settling for something. No, 100%. I have been noticing this more and more, like, because I, you know, I'm turning 29 in October, so I am getting... Shut the fuck older up. Older and wiser. I'm getting older and wiser. I would never call myself old. I hate people that do that. Yeah, like, I'm um, so old. Oh, I'm my so God, old. I can't like, do this. I'm so up, old. Bitch. It's like, like, don't ascribe that word to yourself. Like, you can, like, just now rent a car. You're 25. You're not old. Um, But it's this idea. I When I think of settling, 
I don't think of someone who's in their late 20s or early 30s who's like, okay, I really want to get married. I want to have kids. I want and need X, Y, and Z. And they ex- they know what they want. And then they find someone who like can kind of like give but that But if those them. are the things you want, it's also okay to find someone who can give those to you. Right. But I mean, when I think of settling, though, I think of someone who's like just 90. out of college. Oh. No, like I'm thinking like someone who's like just out of college who's dating like the only guy that they've ever been with and like they're just kind of like okay like this is the next step to me and i that could be very judgmental but that's sounds just like how it I feel. okay i mean but that's why you're here we're pretty I'm not here to judge i've never done it okay so yeah, yeah, yeah what did you think so this episode opens with a kind of pseudo cold open where we meet brooke who is set up as this kind of it girl who's settled for this man would you think of brooke I'm obsessed with her. Really? I find Couldn't her stand too, her. Yes, I find her. Yeah, no, she's awful. She's like an awful person. Oh, okay. I feel. But I enjoyed her on my screen. Like, I was like, where's Brooke at now? Like, what's Brooke up to? What did you think of her? I thought her $100,000 wedding looked like <gasps> shit. Sick. It was your average $100,000 wedding. Investment bankers and the women who hate them. Classmates from Steiner, Dalton, and Brown. And us. We look like the witches of Eastwick. But there's something I noticed in the background. I don't know if you noticed it. Okay, the music? so there was like, well, the music. But it also, there was a girl in the background dancing, and she's in a white, crisp, white I did notice satin that. dress. And I she was looked like, great. I would fucking kill someone if they showed up to my wedding in that dress or white in general i'd be mad at my four friends who showed up looking like they were going to a goddamn funeral i see i don't mind wearing black but also i don't either this it's, idea it's obviously okay idea. to wear black right but there's also this idea i feel like and we've talked about it before with the four group of women is like there's always this like but i'm not that girl so I'm going to wear black and I'm going to be smoking at this wedding and I'm going to like be different than Brooke because I, also, I would never settle for a banker with no hair. I thought the $100,000 wedding looked cheap. First of all, there weren't that many guests there. It just seemed weird. I did appreciate that the little, um, the second single table they put them at was kind of the janky one. Like there's a kid sitting there, like a, no. ch- <laughs> like a full and child. None them, and none of them were sit there. Like it was like, Charlotte, a kid, Miranda, the weird guy with the necklace. Well, that's pretty standard that you separate people. Like, I'm sure Brooke did a, she not only did table assignments, but then seating at the table. And you break people up because the idea is, is that you taught, like, if you and I were to go Mingle to a wedding. Mingle with children? You, no, hey. I would switch seats so I could sit next to you. I was like, I'm not sitting no, next to No, because you, the idea is, is that you talk to the person you come with all the time. So you want to yeah. break people up so that there's more there's more fun. I, I really do no. like that idea. That's absolutely insane. But um, what do you think of the turtle? He's so sick. I loved him. Okay, Chris. He was like a like a funny little guy when he showed up. He loves food, and he's rich. He's so disgusting. <laughs> he's like literally made my stomach turn. Like he's so gross, and like the way he would like look at everyone, like all the women. I was just like. Oh my god! And it's just also like we've all well, met a first... guy like him who's like this, just this really ugly, 
white guy who thinks he's like it, even though Father he's God in heaven. absolutely disgusting. I did like when he starts flirting with the woman who's wearing like a crazy hat. A lot of fascinators at this wedding. People are just throwing Lots hats of on. Hat. Lots of head work. You thought Danny someone Hall would be British. I was confused. Um, no, but the women had this really weird like feather. Like situation. a fascinator. Like it was yeah. weird. Like I was kind of like, what's going on? It was like Meghan and Harry's wedding. Yeah. And we know how well that went. Um, oh, I can't wait to watch a Lifetime document, like movie. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about that Sorry. for one quick second. Oh, of course. Who cast I, that? A genius. They all look insane. No one looks they like They all look exactly to. like Meghan and Harry. Harry? You think that man looks like <laughs> Harry? You think the queen looks like the queen? Go back okay, and look at it. They did the Will. Queen. They fucked William good. As they should. In that one. He looks bedraggled. Good. And Meghan looks gorgeous. No. Look, the, I have a lot of Megan crying on the stairs with the pregnant belly. I was like, okay. I was like, guys, what, what the fuck that? are we doing here? I mean, I can't yeah. wait to watch it. Oh, and I will I'll be watch every as second. someone who got a Hulu Live subscription to watch the Wendy Williams movie. This is appointment TV for me, so okay. I will be watching. But it looks wild. The Crown season eight, it is not. Okay, really quick, you guys, DM us if you want us to do like a special episode dedicated to breaking down that Lifetime film. Because Chris and I are very big royal enthusiasts. Yeah, well, we I'm a it. crown enthusiast. I don't really care about them, what they're up to in real life. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, like, I do. My excitement for them lives only with the crown in that Diana movie that's coming. But let's... Uh, Anyways, let's circle back. Yeah. Let's what did you here. think of Brooke saying goodbye to them and saying, like, really rude stuff? Um, like, it's your turn next. It's like, bitch, leave me alone. You don't know me. Yeah, but Charlotte, like, loved it. She's I know. Like, she was God. like, oh, yeah, set me up. I know. And then, then, okay, I've heard this a lot in my it's actual true. real life. Okay, And it's love. 100% true. You should. Okay. Uh, Brooke says to Carrie, as she's hugging her, you should really find a man that loves you more than you love him. Do you know where I learned that? Where? Jill Zarin. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. Who I don't want to agree with it because it feels very like fundamentally like kind of fucked up. But I think no, no, no. By the way, I should say it works. Men, you should be, you should always be looking for that. If you're a man, you should be. If you're a woman, you should be. If you're a gay man, any. Okay. All it's not like I don't think it should be it's not a, just like a thing a, a woman should be looking for. Like, oh my god, I'm striving for the one good man who will love me more than I love him. <laughs> Everyone. We should yeah. all be looking for a partner who loves us more than them. Is it hard That's... to stumble on depending on your personality? Yeah. Okay. Some of us are just right going to end up with me. someone who puts up with us. Yeah, you literally just stared right into my soul. You were like, it's harder for others. I meant myself. There was a mirror there. What you oh, took from there? that? What you took from that comment, I can't. I'm projecting. Yeah. So let's get into um, some of the very slight storylines in this episode and see how you came to love this one. Should we start with Shar Shar? Oh, you want to start with Charlotte? Okay, we can start with Charlotte. Yeah. So over dinner, Miranda introduces the rabbit to the table. And it's originally of no interest to Charlotte until she sees it. Look! Oh, it's so cute! Oh, I thought it would be all scary and weird, but it isn't. It's, it's pink for girls! And look, the little bunny has a little face, like Peter Rabbit. And it's even got a remote. It's horrific. It looks medieval. It looks like well, it looked like it needed to be plugged in. 
It looked. What were those beads? <laughs> like I, I mean. <gasps> and then at one point, really... when Carrie's holding it, it starts like moving around. Is oh, that something the that they should do? Yes, there. Oh. I mean, not. It depends on your preference. Like that's. <laughs> it depends on your preference, like what you like. But can I tell you something really embarrassing? This is kind of related to what Uh-oh. it like is a personal anecdote from my move. Um, okay. Go on. So my parents are helping me move, my friends, etc., and we are getting my dresser off the truck. And so it's my friend and my dad, and I'm kind of standing there, like looking like not helping. Things. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the bottom drawer of my dresser was like not really closing. I was like, oh, there might be like something stuck in the back. Like I, you know, I don't know. So my dad like reaches behind and just pulls out in its um, stockings, like lingerie stockings in a package. And he was like, and what was, sick. and was there a vibrator in it? No, it was lingerie. My oh, dad it was just up, lingerie. I thought this was ending with your just dad. Just lingerie. It was my dad. I thought this was ending with your dad, like finding your vibrator, which is no, the I, most horrifying thing. I that made could sure happen. to pack those bad boys up and seal them in a box. Well, that's why I was going to be like, you really are the dizziest bitch in the my group because, like, <laughs> if you just like let that sit in a dresser instead so then, of uh, oh, so then my friend like looked at me because my dad just like he didn't say a word. He just like picked them up and he was like. Oh, God. And he, like, put them down. And I was mortified. My mom was dying laughing. And my friend goes, it's the thong on the on the uh, packaging for me. And I was like, it's not even that. It's the idea that, like, this goes with an outfit. Like, this is a look I'm pulling Your together. Your poor parents. I don't I know. know. Like, I pray Shout for out to your mom, day. who's a big fan of me. She loves you. She thinks you're very smart. I love her, too. She's Never like, met her, but you. can't wait to. Yeah. Anyways, just had to share that beautiful little anecdote from my move. But back to Charlotte's vibrator. Um, so she loves it and she becomes obsessed with it. She's trying to not go to events because yeah, of it. Well, okay, I have a thing about this. So they're at the studio, her and Carrie, and they're like stressed. The yoga studio. Yeah. And I was absolutely appalled at their toes touching. I find that to be sick. I think that's something you're supposed to do. I hated the visual. I didn't need a close-up of their feet. That was felt very, like, weird. Uh, didn't like it. Um, it was for the Quentin Tarantino stands out there. So she says, she's like, my vagina is broken. I, like, can't use it anymore. And then literally in the same breath, she's like, but I'm not going to come to the plans that we all had together because I have to stay home. Well, no, because she's worried that, you know, she's worried that she won't ever be able to emotionally connect to a man because she's loving the rabbit so much. She's a horrible liar, Do, and she tries um, to duck out an, of another thing. So she cancels the ballet with Carrie, and Carrie lets that go. Yeah, she does. She looks. But then she cancels going to a gallery opening, and then they have to have an intervention. Mm-hmm. They they bust in the house. Okay, where is it? What are you talking about? The rabbit, Charlotte. Hey, the rabbit. Hey, hey, hey! It's a vibrator. It's not like it's crack. Charlotte, uh-huh. you hid the rabbit behind a stuffed rabbit? That is so you. You guys have a lot of nerve coming in here. You're the one who made me get it. I thought you could handle it. It's no big deal. I'd just rather stay home with the rabbit than go out and deal with men. Can they just not let this woman masturbate? I, no. I just genuinely was like, it's none of your business. When it gets like to that level, I'd be like, girl, what's going on? We Why? Got it's none of... And would you think of them literally handling her... Her, her vibrator. I would never. And like, I love my Miranda's friends. holding it. Bare, bare hands. 
Okay. It sounded like you were about to say something else. They're back? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, where is this going? Yeah, I love my friends, but I would never touch their vibrators ever. I just don't think it was necessary. I think if she's 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 had some really bad dates. I mean, the last few episodes, she's really gone through it. She's yeah, but had Chris, a man who would Chris, said suck my balls. It can, like be, she, it can be a slippery slope. I gotta tell you. I don't know. Maybe I don't enjoy slope. masturbating enough, oh. but she just she was having a good time. Let her live her life. I, I understand. I also peeped the crumpled Doritos bag on her nightstand, and I was shocked. Charlotte ate Doritos. God bless. I, okay, you know what? To me, Charlotte's a queen. She's canceling plans. She's a twenty twenty queen because she's <laughs> canceling plans, staying in bed to masturbate and eating Doritos. Mm-hmm. Who amongst us? It felt very Miranda. It, yes. But that's why we're at a low point for Charlotte. I wonder if next season, next episode, she'll be back with a man who's like, and Charlotte had found a new man she was in love with. Actually, no, because finally we're we're going into an episode I remember. Oh, finally. 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 So that kind of ends the Charlotte storyline. Yeah. Um, Do you want to hear my my note that I wrote? Oh, sure. Yeah. You said you took some good notes. I mean, to find good notes. This one just says, Charlotte jacks off all the live long day. Yeah, she deserves to. Good She's been her. through it. She walked yeah. in on a man's do- a man whose dog was pleasuring him. That was left on the cutting Yes, it floor. was cut, but yeah. we know it happened. <laughs> we have to pretend we just didn't see it. But that happened to the character of Charlotte. Yeah, poor thing. Who, She's been who wouldn't it. be disgusted She's by who wouldn't it. be disgusted by men after you that? You also just have like a really deep love of Charlotte, I think. So And I too have probably canceled plans with friends to masturbate and I'd like to be left alone. Okay, moving on. Next So to topic. Samantha. Samantha, oh God. With your baby boy, the the turtle. She goes out with a man from the wedding. Did you recognize him? You were, you, you, I instantly got him. You watched Scandal, right? Only like a couple seasons. Okay, so he plays a very strange character in season three who has like the exact same kind of odd accent. Mm-hmm. He's disgusting, um, Chris. Who's sleeping with um Olivia Pope's mom. Oh, God. Yeah. So that was just, you know, shout out to Shondaland. Um, <laughs> Addison's coming back to Grey's. What the fuck's going on? Uh, I'm excited. Um, so Jerry the, the gross man ditches Miranda, Samantha for another woman. And her confidence is super low. And again, I just don't like these storylines. I don't know. I hate this man. Jerry or the turtle? Both. Neither are great are. guys. Jerry is an ugly ass man with a white t-shirt under a red shirt that reminded me of the burger shirt that Carrie buys burger eventually. The burger shirt is actually a very nice shirt though. This shirt looked like shit. No, I know, but it's like paired with like a white t-shirt and he looks He looked insane. He looks He like, looked like um that Vince Vaughn movie. Vince Vaughn movie. With John Favreau. Hackers? No, that's with Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee. Hackers? Am I having a stroke? Are you okay? <laughs> You're bringing up Vince Vaughn movies and Hackers? Uh, Vince Vaughn? Slickers? Oh my god, no, I see it. In, I see it. <laughs> I see Vince Vaughn in a red button-up. <laughs> Guys, what? Podcast, people, what? <laughs> Swingers. Swingers, thank you, Courtney. That's our producer, Courtney, just popped in and yeah. saved me from truly stroking out. Jeremy? What's his name? Jeremy? Jerry. Jer. Jerry. Who looks like Jeff ge- Sessions. He looks fucking disgusting. 
He does not look like Jeff- Jeffrey yes. Beauregard Sessions. He does. He has that wrinkly ass, like, crab apple head. Yeah, he does. All right. Well, Jerry, like, uh, he basically ditches Samantha, and then Samantha's confidence is low, and she runs into the turtle and decides to gussy him up. What did you think of Samantha's decision in the show trying to show us that? Hated every second of it because I hated him on my screen. Like, we talked about this, I think, last week, where the men, they're really, um, they're not hot, these guys. Well, the turtle is supposed to be, like, gross. I understand, but they're really lean. Like, it's not even Jerry one of those situations. Jerry should have been more attractive. Yes. But also, I don't know, like, I was really into the background players of this bar, and there was a woman with a yellow jacket with green circles and she was wearing green sunglasses and she's really the star of the show but all right make sure we get a screenshot of her oh i will because she's a she's quite a character so the turtle i just his breath smells like like well, only i don't see the, these chinese herbs uh, it's disgusting chris so she gussies him up. She gets him some helmet laying. She gets him off the teas or herbs. She gets him some helmet laying clothing. Gussies him up. But ultimately she decides he's just disgusting. Yeah. And she's... boring. Well, really, she's just bored. It was then that Samantha realized that even with all her effort, he was still just the turtle in black. You know, I'm not feeling very well. I think I'm going to have to send myself home. It's interesting they never note that, like, oh, but he was really good in bed. Or he sucked in bed, and that's what, like... Did they sleep together? I mean, as Samantha, she'll... I don't... I feel like they probably didn't. I feel like she was, like... I feel like they definitely did. Really? Yeah. I mean, as as Samantha. And it's not like some of the men we've seen her palling around with so far on the show have been Gorge. That's true. We got big. Turtle is just about as good looking as the man from a few episodes back, the married guy. Oh, God. With the butt cheeks. Yeah, so, but I just don't love these storylines of about embarrassing the women, particularly Queen Samantha, who frankly would never even look at the turtle. But there's an incredibly weird moment after Samantha tells him, like, I want nothing to do with you. Oh, right. And he turns to this woman and says the exact same line he's been saying this the whole show, which is, my ex-girlfriend bought me this shirt. Weird. Mm -hmm. It was a very, and it's like the camera's so in his face. I was not i, I really i could it smell the chinese out. herbs from my screen well he was off them by then mm, he, but it probably still lingers so that's samantha that's what she's up to oh we could we could fly this is your summer that means six flags in the taste of an ice cold coca-cola we're talking thrilling coasters amazing animal attractions and this Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. I, I thought Samantha looked great in the bar, though. She had, like, a very blue, like, uh, roughly, like, chiffon shirt. Well, she's gorge. I mean, Stunning. obvi. The women are really, like... Starting to lean more into like their fashion-y looks, I feel. Except for I don't think we're fully there, but we're for getting Harry more. Leaving the ballet in fucking pigtails. Yeah, but that's classic Carrie. That's disgusting. If I ever wore pigtails to the ballet, you would chop my hair off. 
yeah, but you're not Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, I know, but I'm busy and yet like you that. are. Yeah, I was like that. So let's get into Carrie and by way of Carrie Stanford. So Carrie, after the wedding, she calls Big and he announces that he doesn't want to get married. Mm-hmm. Hey, did I wake you? Not at all. Question. Why do people get married if they're not in love? I don't know. Companionship. Guilt. Political asylum? Well, why did you get married? I was a fool in love. Oh, that is so sweet. And then I was a fool in divorce court. Yeah, now you're just a fool. Exactly, which is why I'm never getting married again. Suddenly, I had to concentrate on breathing. What'd you think of his admission and and his choice to tell her that and her reaction? Um, I feel like her reaction is normal. I thought it was very weird that she switches to another insecurity and she basically asks, are you cheating on me? Oh, that's insane. Yeah, like it was just really weird that she quickly is like, is there another man? And is is there another who's in bed with you? I was like, what's happening? Like, I know he was like, bitch, I'm by myself. Like, what are I'm you by talking? myself. What are you doing? He's like, I'm not skipper. I don't answer phone calls while I'm in bed. Also, yeah, like you think I answered the phone and was like, and genuinely just shooting the shit with you? <laughs> like, hey, girl. Like, no. Well, he's like finger blasting someone else. I don't think so. Oh. But it reminded me of when Alexander Petrovsky said to her, "I don't want to have any more children," and then suddenly she was like. Well, do I want kids? Okay, so I was going to I was going to get to that, but that episode, Catch Season Six, Catch Thirty Eight, is a better example of this story. Well, yes, that is how it is. It has more stakes. It is taking it more seriously, and it makes connections that make logical sense. Yeah, this was season one vibes. Flop. Flop. But I did think their phone call, in some ways, reminded me ultimately of the phone call they'll have in the first movie where they're both in a bed, where Big is in bed, and it's the night before their first wedding that doesn't go out, and she's trying to gauge, and he's trying to back out of getting married, and she's trying to convince him. Yeah. And I just thought they're both in these separate domestic settings talking about marriage. Right, because he was like, I'm having trouble writing my vows. Because he doesn't want to get married again. She's like, what? But I feel like every girl or someone has, like, been there. Like, when a guy says to them, like, I don't want to really get married. And then suddenly they're like, well, maybe I would want that. And then it's like. Again, this would be help. It would be helpful to understand how long they've been dating. I know. Has it been two months? Has it been? I'm trying to gauge it it by the seasons. Like, I'm trying to gauge it by, like, what the weather is like outside. But it's like, it's always the same. So I don't really know. Yes, Sex in the City famously is always the same weather, I think, until the final season when they finally have winter. Yeah. And there's one episode where you see fall, but then the show ends. Right. Like season four ends with fall beginning, but it's always kind of a summery show. Right. Spring, um, summer vibes. So they could be together. It could be three weeks. What, what do we know? Yeah. So she discusses it with the girls that Big doesn't want to get married. And interesting, Miranda is super anti-marriage. And Samantha is just kind of like, yeah, here is how you would trick him into wanting to marry you. So I thought that was just, again, maybe not having figured out the right vibe. Like Samantha would usually just be like, ew, gross. Yeah, I'm with Big. Yeah. 
Instead, she's like, oh, just don't talk about it. Then eventually he'll realize he wants to and you'll be fine. Yeah. And then Miranda's like very anti. Men are shit and buy a vibrator. Yeah, buy this vibrator with a bunny's face on it. It's so fucking weird. Well, interesting. Ooh, bunny. And then Charlotte gets another bunny later. That's a great point. Oh my and God, not a good the bu- connections. I prefer the later bunny. I do, t- I do as well. Um, oh, we meet a woman this episode that has... We'll, ooh, yes, big bunny, big bunny vibes. Big bunny energy. Um, so then Carrie goes to the ballet with Stanford, and we get to learn a little bit more about him in this sad little um, vignette, oh. if you will, where he's taken out in a personal ad. Did you notice that it says Ed Harris type, and then that's later how Charlotte will describe him to Anthony? I never noticed that. Yeah, so his little personal ad says, like, 30s, Ed Harris type, and then... That, and then we know Anthony doesn't buy that either. More like Ed has no Harris. Okay. It's all coming so, together, Chris. Your brain. But they leave him. They The guy leaves him on the street. Um, it's worth noting that he looks exactly like Stanford. He, and, you know, as a gay man, I can sadly say that this is very relatable and true. What? It's just, it's a shallow world out there. What Stanford was saying was very true. Like, that the gay world, when he talks about not having the gay look, it is a thing. And, you know, if you're not a fit, if you're not a fit white man of a certain age, which is basically under 32, mm-hmm. you might as well be invisible. Yeah, that was so rude. I was I like, know, and my so heart sad. like broke. I was like, that's devastating. Like, I, I wrote down in my notes, I was like, huh, I don't think I would recover from that for a long time. Oh, wait, I do want to mention something really quickly yeah. about um about Brooke. So Carrie goes um and wedding gift shopping or, or to return. return a wedding gift with Brooke. And the, Brooke says, we can't all be Carol and Bissette. Eventually, we realize we're not going to get JFK Jr. And we settle. Mm-hmm. Did you not think that was a little rude of the writers? Because basically, Sarah Jessica Parker did have JFK Jr. And then settled for Matthew Broderick. I don't, I don't think they thought about that. It was just, I was kind of like, ooh. <laughs> uh, but I love the Carol Bissette reference, like, especially Carolyn because, Bissette. you know, my favorite book is What Remains, so. And one day we'll get to whoever wrote it. Um, don't, don't say things like that. So, I'm very but, Carol. Yeah, she's awful. Okay. Um, so Carrie... And Stanford, Carrie finds out that Stanford needs basically to get married to get his inheritance. Mm -hmm. And we meet his grandmother, who is very um, bunny-like. Very bunny-like. I thought it was interesting that Stanford is canonically Jewish, or certainly we know him to be Jewish from the second movie where he marries Anthony. And this woman couldn't be more waspy. I was going to say, like, she is a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Like, she is not a Jew. Yeah, and so I just, also I, like that just looked like a lot of um, a lot. Her apartment looked very claustrophobic because there's a lot of tchotchke like. Well, that's very stuff. ritual white. Lady. I know, but I just thought of all the dust, and I like, like it gave me anxiety. That's just a little side note. Sorry. But his grandmother um, basically is fully aware Stanford is gay, and he's never going to get his inheritance. Basically. I love my Stanford. He's a very sweet boy, but you know he is a fruit. I realized then that the only inheritance Stanford was going to get from his grandmother was her collection of Chanel suits. Does he ever get it? Like, is this ever talked about again? No, but we know Stanford is, I mean, he's 
fairly wealthy because at right. one point he's gonna buy he's gonna buy a summer house in the Hamptons. Yeah. And they have that crazy wedding. Um, so I he's hate that wedding. Got, he's got some money. I can't wait to talk about that wedding. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, I he know. proposes the idea of marriage to Carrie and. A part of Carrie is kind of into it, and she shares the idea with Big, who is incredibly detached from everything she's saying, which I loved him in that scene. He was literally blowing smoke rings while she was talking. And truly just like, if this bitch doesn't shut up and get out of my apartment. Well, because she never just says really directly, like, what she wants him to, like, get no. at. So he's just like, okay, like, she's like dancing Okay, great. It. You talk to this gay man. Leave me alone. Yeah, he's like, bitch, we just fucked. Also, smoking in bed looks so sexy. Like, I would never, but it looks so hot. I don't find anything sexy about smoking, and frankly, really? I thought it was, like, no. Oh, my God. I think, like, it, it really depends. Although I do find myself often smoking, like, a fake cigarette when I'm making a point during conversation. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. normal. Like, why not? Fume. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, But then, so at... But the only scene that I found genuinely interesting. Oh, and Carrie said she wanted kids. Yes. So at with Stanford's grandmother, she's confronted with the idea of whether or not she wants to get married and have a family. Mm-hmm. And she ultimately answers yes. that she does. And how about you, honey? Do you want a family? As I looked around at all the memorabilia and family photographs, the faces of brides and grooms, children and grandchildren. I realized. Yes, I do. How does this align with Carrie and the rest of the show? Like, it doesn't. It's like The all movies, what we might see in this revival, we never touch on this again ever. until Catch 38. It doesn't make any sense. And there's no real resolution because Carrie and Big have awful communication. But I just thought it was such an interesting idea. And again, this is a... I think that there is a good idea in this episode of a story to tell. But the execution is so poor that there are just great ideas bouncing around and we never really land anywhere, nor is it funny enough. I don't think it was funny, obviously. I do. I agree with what you're saying. I just enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was a fun episode. I would have been annoyed if I was in ni- if it was 1998 and I had, you know, set aside all my plans to watch this episode and this is what I got. I would just be like, are you kidding yeah, I enjoyed I don't it. Know, but I, enjoyed I, I do, I do like the idea that Carrie is does want children. She does want to get married. I think that's an interesting thing for us to talk about, and yet it really doesn't go anywhere. No. That we know of, having all of us seen the whole show, that we eventually see, and there's not that much of a reckoning with the idea that she's decided not to, because if memory serves in Catch Thirty Eight, she basically decides, oh, I'd rather have this life of adventure with this guy. Mm-hmm than a baby I barely know I want. Yeah. Well, then she doesn't end up with Petrotsky. We don't really see her conversation, her conversations with Big about having children. We just know they're much older. But then by the second movie, right, they say, oh, it's just going to be us. Mm-hmm. There's never a point in which we really see Carrie decide to whether or not, should I have a baby alone? Should I try this? What would it be like? I guess there's the episode of where we find out Miranda's pregnant and she can she ponders what her life had been like had she not gotten an abortion a bit. But it's just an interesting idea to to lay the seed of early on in this in season one and then mm-hmm. really never land that plane. Yeah. In my opinion. Well But it was a nice moment, I guess. 
I think it's interesting that we see Carrie saying, yes, I want kids. And then we see Miranda saying marriage is very, like she's very anti-marriage, but she's the one that gets married. She's the one that has kids. Like, I don't know. I find that to be interesting because we know Charlotte, like obviously is the obviously, same throughout, yeah. but I don't know. And so then <laughs> Big is making red sauce. Oh my God. Oh, I wrote something down in my notes. You know who it About the red sauce? Really, well, it kind of brought, so the red sauce led me to where I'm about to go. Okay. I think Big and Dolores Catania would have been a great couple. Samantha, how many times have I told you not everyone who listens to this podcast Dolores Catania is a Real Housewives of New Jersey. And if you don't know who she is, Instagram her. Um, I just think they'd be a fantastic couple. They'd be really hot. And they'd make a lot of sauce together. But Carrie tells Big that she does want to get married in the oddest way. And he has the strangest reaction. And frankly, these two both need to be committed. Look, I do want to get married someday. I mean, maybe not today, but I just, I don't want to, I can't date somebody that won't. You know, what's the point? (sighs) Definitely too much salt. I mean, it's all in the timing. You gotta brown the garlic before you put in the onions. You know what I mean? Carrie has two speeds. She has this, like, she speaks in riddles type of thing. And then she's like incredibly blunt. And she's like, well, I want to get married. And he's like, what is happening right now? The sauce is too salty. And then he says, we should just, I thought we were just having fun. What the fuck is wrong? I would have murdered him. I would have cried. I would have been like, what are you talking about? We're just having fun. I sleep over here, which apparently, is according to her, is like the hugest deal in the entire deal. world. I was like... I would feel so sad if I was thinking about marriage and kids with this man and he was like, we're just having fun. It's like, are we? But Carrie decides, hey, I'll just live in the moment, as her Zen master told her, which what the fuck was she talking about? Zen master, Zen teacher. I can't even picture Carrie doing yoga. Obviously, someone in the writer's room had just met a Zen teacher, whatever that may be. And that's the end of this episode, which frankly... Mm -hmm. I do want to say these episodes are so short. So short. It's odd to see I don't like something and then I want more of it because I don't mm-hmm. like season one. And yet I feel like if they just lengthened the episodes by a simple four minutes, we were, we'd be able we to get might more. be better. Yeah. yeah. And then the stories would congeal more. Congeal? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What'd you think of the fashion? We had the four black wedding dresses. Oh, I already have my favorite I loved... Piece. I loved the black dress that Carrie wears to the gallery uh, show before they have to do the intervention. It has like a little strap strap on it. Um, And she's wearing a beautiful plaid jacket to meet with Brooke. I Googled it. I was obsessed with it. It's like this blue plaid jacket with like yellow in it. And it's stunning. Like stunning. Actually, in some ways I'm wearing the color scheme of it today, except not enough blue. Yeah, it's very yellow. Very yellow, but with the blue tone, so it's the inverse. But I thought that jacket was one of the best pieces we've seen so I far. I agree. I agree. What'd you think of the men? We had the turtle, Jerry, Stanford, and Big. Who are you sleeping with? Brooke's husband. I'm going with the rabbit if we anthropomorphize it as a man. No, that's not an option. I, I, I can't take the turtle, Jerry, Stanford. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Stanny. Okay. See, I would say Stanny, but he wouldn't say yes to me. 
He, he apparently he would. Oh, yeah. To get well, that money, honey. That's true. He keep you in shoes. Oh my god, you guys would get an inheritance, right? Well, I don't. Well, hopefully, but I'm going with. I'm taking it back. I'm not going with the rabbit turned into a man. I'm going with Stanford Black. Okay, I'm going with Brooke's husband because I feel like he's just a nice guy. He's just a nice guy who just wants to give his woman whatever she wants. That feels nice. And do you have any um, hot takes on this one? I mean, I think your hottest take is that you like it, which is a bad take. I. It's just one of the more memorable episodes. I remember watching for the first time does that make sense like i it like takes me back to the time like i first saw this episode and i was like oh this is a fun turtle i can't remember about it and we just spent 39 minutes talking about it i know but i do remember the next one what score do you want to give this i'll give it a four wow i loved this episode four (laughs) because i'm measuring it up against like my favorite episodes well, if you had to just take it as its own thing, what would you give it? I mean, you've got to get higher than a four for an episode you were out here caping for. No, I give the four still. I stand by it. One. Mm-hmm. Another bad one for me. But we're building to something. Yes. and Because we're going to get to the finale, which things start to happen. Mm, we'll see. You don't think things happen in the finale? No, things do. And the okay. next episode is the next episode is really good. I don't remember what comes between the next and the finale, so that'll be a bit of a journey. Um, because I di- I have distinct memories of the finale and right. this next one. I know. Now I'm thinking too. Yeah, I can't remember anything about those. Um, but one day we will get to season three. I know we will. <laughs> one day it'll we'll be get... 2022 soon. Yeah, one day we will get sooner to, than we want. Uh, my motherboard, myself. Like we're gonna season get... four. Oof. Yeah, it's yeah. a doozy. It's my favorite, though. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of Season 1, Episode 10, The Baby Shower. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out the other podcasts from The Dip, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, Slut Pig Podcast, But Now We Said It, and of course, Hot Off The Mess. Sam, you did a great episode this week, really going into um, more a more personal side of yourself, which I thought was so vulnerable and wonderful of you. So congratulations on that. Oh my God, thank you. I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram. I'm at Take Yourself on Twitter. She's in her new apartment. I'm sure if you DM her, she'll give you the address because she's not very smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but we not. will see you next week. Bye. Bye. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Was that a glockenspiel, Jerry? 
Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, no, no, Jerry. It's over.